go. Shit, I didn't think I hit record. Fuck, I am recording. Hey, everybody, this is a podcast for me. Podcast for me as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, k Dog. It's weird because now, uh, well, it was a podcast for we, but originally it was a podcast for me. I made a podcast just for myself, really, because I, you know, I don't know, midlife crisis, who knows. But I'm your host, k Dog. Uh, my other host ever, he's doing his own thing. And we'll probably make a podcast tomorrow. But I felt it necessary to try to do a podcast by myself because that's how I started. And I figured I could do that again, just riff all by myself, which I don't know if I can. It's a little bit hard um, in the sense of like it's so foreign to me now because it's been like a year. You know, you're not doing something. It's kind of it's like a muscle you can't uh, do. And usually, I, I try to um, work the cameras and everything into a thing where I can see all sets of things at the same time while trying to make eye contact with the camera, which is kind of hard to do. And at the same time, look at the screen. Retrospect, I should have several screens now. I don't know. Let's look at a half shit while I'm talking. Um, I don't even know the audio quality of this because usually I gauge the audio co- quality on uh, my cohort over there, but uh, whatever, man, whatever. So what's this podcast about? You know, talk about all things nerd. So we were talking about politics for a good year. I'm not going to lie. That did happen quite a bit, but it's also about other things, you know, life, philosophies, things like that. I'm a big Star Trek fan. In fact, the brunt of this podcast will be a lot of Star Trek talk. Who knows? You know, I've been getting several rants in Star Trek on the Facebook. I liked a bunch of Facebook posts. I was like, not rants, but like, you know, little Star Trek debates. But every once in a while, you could tell there's a person who's not really a fan of Star Trek and they just be talking just to talk. And that's that's a bit of a weird thing. You know, it's like um, there's a rise of fans that I didn't know existed where they think they know Star Trek, but they don't. And that's a weird thing to say unto itself, you know, like, oh, I'm so hardcore. And I'm like all about, I'm not that even that hardcore when it comes to Star Trek, but it's, it's weird. People, they'll see something like the newer Star Trek and defended vehemently over nothing. And when they, they definitely didn't watch the old series. And then their only way of like talking about points that you're talking about. So, I mean, this is pretty vague, but like for an instance, you, I, I had an argument about uh, the robots, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, in that, epi- that show Picard, they kind of shat over the measure of a man episode. And this one guy's all like, they were, robot slaves they're like you know a toaster and you know it's like i don't even think you know what the fuck i'm talking about you know talking about measurement you know cards like let's not make a bunch of datas you know and uh, all because they're not sentient you know i I, there's a chance you know i mean the fucking fact that they destroyed those fucking robots in picard or the the secret ultra tal shiar people the vosh whatever the fuck they took down that entire race of robots because they thought maybe if it's sends you alive, we've got to destroy it because I'll end all life in some weird cosmic plot. You know, that's kind of complicated to say. But I, it's kind of weird because usually you have someone else talking and then, you know, you just go off of that. But let me let me get into some uh, little tidbits here. I wanted to I want to shoot the shit about. So um, I got rid of the screen. They got um they got this uh, new uh this is some nerd talk guys just saying um I should have sent the camera better on TV yeah, whatever 
they got this new show. It's uh, not show movie in the Marvel universe. It's called uh, Shane Chi. Shane Chi, Master of Kung Fu. And I guess this is just like, uh, you know, Marvel's attempt to be woke, you know, even more woke. We're like, we did, we had a woman kung fu thing, well, kung fu, we had a woman superhero, and now we got to have a female superhero, and then they had that. Well, I just said the same thing twice. We had a female superhero, we had a black superhero, now we need to go to the next step, Asian superhero. So they got the Shang-Chi guy, master of kung fu, and his power is kung fu, if you didn't know. <laughs> this camera is so weird. I don't even know what to do with this thing. Like I turn it and it just gets weirder. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, he's got the power of kung fu, but also that means like chi, which it is a bit of a bummer that they would use something vague as chi, you know. And it's hard to establish, right? Hopefully they can world build that in a way where it's not too fucking fantastical. I mean, like Iron Man comes up with some crazy shit, right? Nanites, right? Might as well just say magic. In one instance, he's able to create all these things. Another instance, he isn't. And, I mean, you can use the logic. He ran out of nanites or whatever. And I'm thinking, why doesn't he have like a bunch of those little nanite cells all around him since he could rearrange it and shit like that? But whatever. And you got Thor. He's got magic powers, but I don't really specify what the fuck magic powers he has. Apparently, he has lightning. and They kept it to that. And he's uh, super strong. You can fly, kind of, right? And that's about it. Um, so, I mean, like, they came up with some stuff. And without going too crazy, they, they, they kind of isolate it. And that's the thing when you're world building, you kind of want to have limits so that when they do something impossible, you can then just be there with it, you know. But um, they're trying to move. They're moving away from that in a way. Like, like you'll watch um, that Winter Soldier versus or Winter Soldier, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, right? And uh, you got the super serum. And apparently it's like you're super strong, super fast, maybe super smart. Who knows? And but see, and then you don't know. You just say it makes you a super version of yourself. And with that being said, you can't tell if like, can he throw a car now? Oh, he can't throw a car. Oh, he can throw a car now. Can he run really fast? Oh, I don't know if he can run really fast. Can he jump really high? Can he land? Can he land from far distance? Is it too much? I don't know. Can he heal really fast? It's it's undefined for whatever the scenario needs, right? And um, I mean, they're still it's still in the realm of possibility. They're not flying yet. So you got uh, so you got Shang Chi, and uh, so you got the Sorcerer Supreme too. See, that's the crazy thing with magic, man. He do one thing at one point, but he do one thing in another. So you got Doctor Strange, right? He can trap you in some fucking world, right? But for some reason, he never does that to any bad guy he fights. I mean, he does it in that one movie, but like, so when he's fighting Thanos, why didn't he put him in that realm where it was like a mirror realm? Seemed like you couldn't get out of it, but whatever. I, I, I mean, yeah, he had the fitting gauntlet, maybe. I don't know. Why don't you just put his hand in that realm? I don't know. I mean, like, it's magic, right? Why didn't you just punch him out of his, like, astral body? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like, what the fuck? They don't really define it. It's not clearly defined. So that being said, um, you got your uh, Shang-Chi, right? And he has Master Chi. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, he has Chi. So in the trailer, he's punching shit and things are flying. And um, that's about it, really. He does Kung Fu. 
I, I see one scene where like the water is floating. He's looking at it. So I don't know what that means, but um, I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty weak, you know, in, in a, an entire Marvel universe, you, every character can do some badass thing when you're talking the movies, right? There's no like lower tier character. I mean, you could say Black Widow is going to come out and that's pretty cool, but they're going to keep that story small. But the way they're building this movie, it seems like it's big epic. I don't know. Basically, I'm a roundabout way trying to say that this is going to be a boring movie. I mean, this looks like Kung Fu, but with Marvel. And it seems to be what makes a Marvel movie successful is this. Good characters, good story, and then, you know, some escapades, right? Doctor Strange was very spectacle-like, you know, and that's probably what made it go as far as it did. But the story isn't that great, you know? The actors are great, but the story's, like I said, it's not that great. What made Iron Man such a success was, you know, charismatic characters, and a great story, you know, and a good hero's journey, right? And then you got you got Captain America. Narratively, that's a good hero's journey. I think kind of. I mean, he stays the same, but it's still, I don't know. He's a real good character. Story's really good. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so a bit of a spectacle. And then Thor really worked, This the third one. Because that was just a really good character, really good story. And it, it was funny. I mean, it had that going for it. it. had the X factor. Let's just say a Marvel movie needs a little X factor. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, good characters, good story. Um, a lot of heart. I think the music was your X factor, right? Because I really nailed it. And one of the movies are there that are like really good. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Captain Marvel is that great. I think Black Panther had a good potential, but the, the ending really fell apart. Still a good movie. I, I mean, I watched it uh, a bunch of other times with my kid, and I was just like, it's not that bad. It really isn't. I mean, like, the initial wokeness and the, what is the word? When, when you're pushing too hard, I don't know. The hype. There you go. The hype. The hype for it was pretty pretty epic, but reality, that wasn't really uh, that wasn't that, that, was, it, that was too much. The hype was too much. But the ending kind of falls apart, right? You didn't really clearly define what the bad guy wanted, right? The bad guy was well-written and everything like that. But it gets to a point where you just want to put, uh, I guess, guns in black people's hands. And then, therefore, they'll take over. Which is like an, 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 a crazy plot onto itself. That, like, oh, if these like, black people were to get guns, then, you know, you'd be able to take over the world or some bullshit like that. Maybe, I mean, for the purpose of a movie, it should have been, like... I don't know. He should have like a doomsday ray or some bullshit like that. Kill all the white people. Some kind of a genetic gun or something. I don't know. Anything but what the fuck they had going on. And I think that's a, the only thing that get the X factor for that movie was that, you know, it was a big black cast. So, you know, from that, that being said, you know, became very popular. And you know, your Iron Man movies and all that. I'm trying to think. Cameron Thor Hulk is a bit of a non movie. You know, the, both of those movies weren't that great. You know, no matter what they do, you get, the, you get a big green guy. You know, it's kind of hard to carry a movie with the CG character. And that's basically what this Shang-Chi is. Instead of a CG character fucking things up where people could clearly understand what the fuck is going on. Big green thing fucking things up. You got this Kung Fu movie. <laughs> like, what's he doing? He's fucking people up with Kung Fu. I'll tell you what. 
back in the day, that was the thing because people had never seen that before, you know. So you see, you see kung fu, watch out, watch out, watch out, kung fu. Holy fuck, what is all this? Oh man, you could do that with your body. It's crazy. But now in a world where like you have like fuck it, space explosions and this and that, it's kind of hard to make a a movie popular just with uh, kung fu. You know, like that's that's like trying to make a a movie popular with just driving, which can work. If you have like an ensemble cast and I guess good writing, I mean, like I'm not trying to fight for Fast and Furious, but like that, I mean, if you watch the movies, there's, there's something to it, you know, good camaraderie, action, driving, you know, I mean, but it is once again, I mean, it's not a Marvel movie, you know, so. So you got this Marvel movie with Kung Fu and hopefully they'll try, but I think we're going to have another Mulan situation here. You know, that movie bombed, you know, I don't think the market works for Asian movies that much. Asians really haven't come up in this world, you know, like they they do the Kung Fu and that's about it really. Other than that, man, I mean, maybe black exploitation is, you know, moving to the Asians. Now they got, they have, they can come up with funny movies, but other than that, man, Asians, they just, they can never make it in the movie field. Other than anime, you know, maybe I don't know. I it's hard to you see a Denzel, and I'm like that guy. That's the main guy. And you see a you see Ezra Elba, and that's it. But like, there's no real Asian people where you're just like, yeah, man, that's it. I'm Asian. I get it. You know, I mean, I want I want representation. I want my Manny Pack. I want more than just Manny Pack, yeah. But uh, I mean, realistically, I mean, there's no real like Oscar. Asian dude. I think they're gonna try this year. I mean, there's a lot of Asian hate this year, so it's like I think the Oscars will pick some Asian guy from some movie I've never heard of, and that might be a thing for a little bit, but unless they're casting like Asian people on every single fucking movie, this ain't gonna be a thing. Cause I mean, like the only reason why you have women in any kind of fucking thing is because they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing eventually you know it's a thing you know it's in your face and you're just like okay i'm over it and then now that they're there the the novelty of it is gone and so you just see the the cream of the crop rise right you have a hundred eight uh women movies i mean uh kung fu and shit like that or not kung fu but uh uh, superhero movies they're not going to really be seen but you get like a, a charismatic character like scarlett johansson you know johannesson or whatever how you say her name is you're not going to get something, you know? So the Asian movies, I guess we get, you really got to pump these out and to the point where people are like, yeah, finally, you know? And then it'll just become a normal thing. Kind of like you don't even, you know, bat an eye when Denzel's out or that's what we need. We need Asian Denzel. That's what this podcast should be called. Asian Denzel. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a classic training day quote, you know, you pass the test. I can't think of anything without getting sounding racist, you know, <laughs> like, like make some Asian. Ah, so, yo, pass the test. No, I was like, yeah, I can't do Asian accent that well. And what do I mean by Asian accent? Holy shit, I might get canceled, you know, <laughs> shit. There's, there's tons of them, but, you know, I guess you can't do that anymore. Uh, Shane Gillis ruined it all for us, guys. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Shane Chi has power Chi. If I click on Chi, it gives me actual chi which is a key but i think that's how they say chi yes self-duplication that's the thing he do formally self-duplication 
Master of Chi. His first appearance was in uh, uh, what is it? Where, where's his first appearance? We should say first appearance. I don't know, man. Why am I not seeing it like right off the bat? Master of Kung Fu. I don't know. I'll tell you this, though. If they wanted to have an Asian superhero, I think they should do Superman. No, not Superman in the way that we know Superman. They, I think they had an Asian Superman. And I think that they really went for it, like hit some hardcore political taboos. I think they could really make an awesome movie. You know, it would sound very anti-communist if you did that. But I mean, I think that would be really good. I mean, here you got this guy with these powers raised in you know communistic china and to see the travesties that is there and then but like he's all for it you know <laughs> like because he's living there you know and he's all for the people and all that propaganda just like an american would be right because we we go to other countries and do bad shit so like i mean like the only reason why we do it is because we got our own propaganda and we do our things you know so i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility some fucked up shit going on and he'd just be all right with it like, how do you rise to the top, you know, of things that your country does normally and then he takes a stance on it? I mean, like, shit, dude. You imagine if Superman took stance on political issues? Like, so he goes with global, so he's, say he's anti-global warming. What would he do? Like, he would, <laughs> what, what could he do? Like, it's like, if he was pro-global warming, like, like he believes it, let's say. They would just smash a bunch of shit, right? Like, oh, yeah, fucking, you're going to pollute our fucking lands? Well, like that. But if he was, um, like, Republican hardcore, I mean, what is he going to do? He can't, like, slash taxes and shit, you know? <laughs> like, that's all it is, right? I mean, abortion would be the only thing he could, like, say he's, like, pro-abortion. What would he do? Smash those uh, religious people? Like, I mean, what the fuck? I think that there is there's something to be written there and people haven't tapped that yet i mean it'd be controversial but man that's what we need nowadays we need controversy because back in the day when you wrote a, a movie that was like anti-god or something like questioning religion it would be controversial but now you could just do that and no one would be cares there's no doors to swing open we're swinging all the doors that are wrong meaning that's not a door to swing you know like, it's not taboo anymore for, like, you know, races to mingle with each other and shit like that. It's not taboo to question the church and things like that. What taboo now is questioning politics and decision making and things like that. Like, why are we listening to TV? Why are we listening to the news all the time? How come I can listen to the news at one instance, but I'm not listening to a news in the other? You know, something like that. That'd be good. But it'd be hard to write because people would see your political leanings and then say oh this is propaganda and there you go but that would be good right because right you know like in the 90s if you question the church it was kind of a thing right it was very controversial it would take that shit off you know say that's why kids are shooting schools up because of this you know so then yeah i mean if the media is pushing one narrative controversial i would think nowadays as anything the media has put is going so you go the opposite direction right so if the media is like pro-alien you'd be anti-alien 
whatever the fuck. Now, I mean, I didn't mean like illegal alien. I meant actual aliens. But hey, fucking go there too. <laughs> That'd be fucking great, right? So Superman's like pro, like immigrant, anti-immigration. Oh my god, that'd be the fucking hilarious. Because fuck these motherfuckers taking my land. You know? <laughs> but it, it's not his land, you know. So it was a border. That'd be fucking fascinating as fuck. I'm gonna bring that whatever. Now that's a that's a good combo. All right. What I wanted to do was okay, why is it I can't just like minimize this? If I go like that, then if I go shrink it, why wouldn't it shrink earlier? Why the fuck can I not shrink that? All right, team. So I went and Googled. I like to riff about this kind of bullshit. It's the 15 best episodes in Star Trek TV history ranked. Figured I'd do this. I let's lost myself again. I don't know how I did that. All right, here we go. I need two monitors, honestly, guys. I'm crazy. All right, here we go. So my thought was how Paramount almost killed Star Trek. I already knew that. So what I wanted to do was, you know, reminisce about Star Trek. Because I fucking love that show. And But to do that, I needed something to go off of. You know, like there's tons of episodes and I, I currently am watching, I'm going through every year I go through a run of Star Trek. I usually bounce from season to season, but this time I'm going Star Trek Next Generation. And I think uh, I was playing with the idea of going to the Q episodes. Now here, let me throw this at you guys. I watched Star Trek Next Generation, the first episode for the first time in maybe five, 10 years. I don't know. It's been a while, maybe 10 years. I don't know. But okay, here, so. I do I do watch every Star Trek show, but I always skip a season. Like I always skip the first season, maybe the second season of Star Trek Next Generation. I'll do that with Voyager. I'll skip the first season, which I shouldn't do anymore. And definitely for D Space Nine, I'll skip a season. And Star Trek, I do not skip. I just keep going. I do skip that first episode though of Star Trek, the original series. Enterprise, though, oddly, I'll go through the whole thing. You know, and that's where the buck stops there for Star Trek. I really don't like the newer Star Trek. It's more like a one episode kind of thing. Uh, like, well, not one episode. What I mean by that is like the entirety of a show ep- season is more like an episode, like one episode, just very long. So I noticed that when I'm talking about myself, there's a lot of breathing going on here. It's not even breathing, I'm just talking. But here we go. I think my wife's watching TV. But I think that as soon as I get down there, I'm like, hey, look, we're watching some Star Trek. This shit's happening. <laughs> All right, here we go. Episode 15. So, okay, so we're going through it. It's not my list, someone else's list, but we'll go through it. And I'll give you my thoughts on that. This is greatest episodes of Star Trek across all the series. All right. Ugh. Looks like they use the newer stuff, but I'm, I'm up to date. So whatever. Yeah, starting at number 15, <clears throat> at the top 15, 15. This is all of Star Trek. They picked Equinox. I mean, let, let me guess what Equinox is. I'm having a bit of a brain fart on that one. Mm. Equinox, Equinox. I think that's the one. And I usually skip this episode because I think it's not that great. I would call it Desperate Voyager, I think. So Voyager is about, you know, it's basically Star Trek again. You got this ship 
sent all the way to another quadrant of space of our Milky Way galaxy called the Delta Quadrant. And Voyager has to get back home. And on this, they explore. So because they're finding new ways and they have to explore. And they're on their own. So it's like, star. I would call it Star Trek Plus because it's star, it is the, the essence of Star Trek, but it's on its own thing because they're on by themselves. So they can't ask for help. Which they do get help by making alliances, which is pretty fucking dope. And that's what, you know, and when people get pissy about Janeway being an admiral at the end of this, out of all the shows, she becomes admiral like immediately before Picard. Uh, it makes sense, man. She she was multiple times. She had legions of people with her. So, I mean, like, in, I mean, think about it. Without the name of the Federation, she's able to instill leadership in alien races to fucking help her take down fucking all these people and shit, you know. And she took down the Borg. I mean, there you go. Pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Oh, all right, let's go through this. Equinox. I was guessing this is the episode where they met another crew of uh, Star Trek people, uh, Federation people who they didn't have a good run like Voyager did. Had it way worse. So they're fucked up. Let's see if I'm right. I think I was right. In this two-part season six finale, the Voyager crew find themselves faced with a glimpse of what they could have become if they had let their compassion, conviction, and moral principles erode so basically i remember what the gist of it though is like they would get these uh, mom not monster aliens and they would use them in their <laughs> their drive and it make their fucking ship go further you know and so that was pretty good i wonder why uh that's number 15 though i guess i mean it is kind of like evil voyager <sighs> i think it's like um they, they don't explain why they picked that one they just said hey this is it but the ship does escape, so they, they, they left it open for that ship to come back, but they don't. So I guess, I mean, 15, eh, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good episode pick. We're talking about all the greatest episodes. That's not an episode I would watch, though. I mean, like, there's Scorpion. There's, like, a, say you want to do an episode on its own, you know, on its own merit, you know. You could use, like, the Omega Particle, the Borg episode where they... Um, or the drone it's called there's um i don't know i mean there's an episode where they like the 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 the, the hologram he he uh accidentally kills somebody or they he let him die and it fucked with his head and so they 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 um they do this thing where they make his brain uh they, they take away his memory of the situation and it's it's like a thing in which um it, the episode's done kind of like a memento kind of thing where they're trying to figure out why he did that. What that's my dog trying to get in. I thought that was pretty good because it was like the choice two Vicks. That's a pretty pretty big one. Everyone refers to that one. You know, they uh, two uh, Star Trek characters merge together, and then Janeway has to make the decision of keeping this new being or killing it and turning it back to his normal crew member. I mean, that was pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of episodes. So, I mean, unless they have other Voyager episodes, they shouldn't have picked this one. It was a bad choice. It feels like they were just writing just to write. Because Equinox, although good, I usually skip it. Um, it's nowhere near the breadth of all these other episodes. There's an episode where this planet speeds up its time. And just by Voyager being there affects the time period of this fucking thing. I mean... <sighs> 
I could keep going on forever, you know, but not this one. The Trouble with Tribbles, yeah, number 14. I guess you could call that like a, I guess, of all the Star Trek episodes, I guess. I mean, it introduced one of the most iconic characters in all of Star Trek, you know, an episode where it's like, these trip they introduces mud and introduces that nah, it doesn't introduce mud but mud's there i think right is mud is mud in this episode i don't know or is it i think it's a, some kind of a traitor uh some sort and there's these tribbles and i don't even know why that's a fucking episode but yeah i guess it's a it's a, it's a funny episode with these little little alien things that can multiply just on like one piece of food and they just they multiply everywhere they like the a lot and then they put them on the Klingon um ships and i guess the Klingons have to deal with them and shit which is which they come back to it in d space nine but i guess wonder why they put this funny teddy bears soon i guess man that's i don't know who came up with this we're going to, after this, guys, we're going to see who fucking made up this article. This is fucking terrible. These are like, of all the Star Trek episodes, really top top of all the series. Whoever this person is, is just like an idiot. It's Kalina Pierce Bowen. I would really like to have a conversation with you, Kalina Pierce Bowen, in regards to your 15 best episodes in Star Trek TV history. I mean tribbles what all right whatever there we go 13 and you you sure really defended yourself on that you're talking star trek who likes star trek nerds that's the core fans everyone else is like peripherally liking it you know i don't know i don't know what is a fan i should i should talk to ever about that what is fan all right all right fuck ever 13 peak performance next generation What's this one? In, sec- in the second season, Starfleet decides to stage a sort of war. Oh, good God. Really? That's number 13 of all the Star Trek episodes? Really? Fucking peak performance? This episode, Data Lose. I don't, I'm, I'm, this is off of my memory. Data loses to this one fucking strategist. strategist. They also have to. Um, there's like they split the crew in half in two different ships and they're going to fight each other, you know, in a war games, you know, it's to strengthen their resolve for the Borg. Um, so it's Riker versus Picard. And uh, they cheat, by the way, Riker cheats, but, you know, whatever, no win scenarios, Dark Kirk. Uh, and then at the same time, the Frangie are there and they're seizing opportunity to take one of the ships, whatever. And, uh, the B plot is Data couldn't beat this one guy, which is fascinating that he couldn't win at this one game. But um, then it turns out that he forgot he's a robot. That's one of the many fallacies of Data, man. He's just like, he's smart in one instance and he's dumb in another. So, I mean, he's really a MacGuffin unto himself, right? Because, I mean, Data should be like, he's the most overpowered character ever. Whenever he wanted to take over the ship, he would. So it, it stands to reason. Anytime you got to fucking fight with somebody, beam Data over there. Fuck, kill them all. 
And the reason they picked it is because data questions is executive functions, but it can't defeat the famous strategist. Biker questions his ability to lead and make the right decisions when the time when it counts. I don't remember that being a plot um, of Riker questioning himself. Riker doesn't question himself really until like you know Borg and he's fighting his lover Picard. I don't remember him questioning it. He does fuck up that other ship with the weaker ship. If anything, if you wanted to test it, it should have been Picard on the weaker ship versus. But I mean, it seems to be Picard's always putting Riker through the ring or just to test him for no fucking reason at all. Even Carter is in the prepare for a surprise Frangi attack, cripples the Enterprise, but he delivers the memorable line. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That's not a weakness, that's life. That is a good quote from Picard because he's right. You can make every decision that is correct and lose. Best of both worlds, dumb. Connecting those two. You should have rated these episodes on their own. I should create my own fucking list. So you got Best of Both Worlds, which is a which is a great number 12. Uh, you would think that'd be number one. If you're going to go this direction, it should be number one. So Picard's, Patrick Stewart's contract was kind of up for Star Trek. So they didn't know what they were going to do with the show, which would have been awesome. I mean, it would have been not awesome, but like, I mean, it would have been kind of cool to see how Riker would have handled the show and what a fucking devastating thing you would do. I don't think people could handle it. But so Best of Both Worlds was a was a time in Star Trek where conflict between characters wasn't really a big thing because of Gene Roddenberry. He really wanted the story to be characters are good and their conflict would be other people. So be it. And in this, you have this like ultra powerful race called the Borg. And they, what they did was they took over Picard for reasons that are just dumb, used him as a mouthpiece to take over the fucking quadrant. You know, they're going to take over Earth and all this bullshit. And so Picard's destroying everybody. And Riker, for the first time, has to take down his own mentor and all this bullshit. A lot of good lines, a lot of things are happening. It's pretty good. The season finale and, and, and the, the, the two parter is Riker shooting Picard and they would if Picard did not get or Patrick Stewart did not renew his contract it would have just been you know still fighting the Borg show would have carried on with just Riker's captain that would have been dope but I, I mean no different way it's like I like spaghetti I like lasagna you know I wonder if there's like an alternate reality you can see that like a show oh that'd be tight man if they did that like a cartoon it'd be great like a four-part series see how far you can go with that just like an alternate star trek but yeah i don't know if that should have been 12 that really should have been number one depending depending on what shit you got going on i'm noticing that i've just thought i just talked okay so you got 15 of all the series right so there's enterprise or d space nine discovery all that and these are the shows of the top 15 there is no episode that's better than, say, Best of Both Worlds and Discovery, Enterprise, or um, what's the other one? Picard or whatever. I don't, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Who made this list? Clearly someone who doesn't watch Star Trek. The Void. What is The Void? Huh. Voyager gets much maligned for not having clear direction in episodes that lack originality, but The Void was an episode that highlighted its best showcase of Star Trek 
themes involving optimism, compassion, integrity. When Voyager enters the area of space where ships get trapped without possibility of escape, the crew discover that they're preying on the other surrounding ships in the same situation. Low is this what I think it is? It was low morale. Could seriously contemplate participating in piracy themselves. This doesn't look like the right image for this episode. Why would you pick that as 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 number? <sighs> so this this episode of Voyager goes into this fucking expanse of space where it's just dark, and I think. I'm pretty sure Tuvok gets Tuvok and Paris get stuck on a planet, and um, they they're they're surviving and time is differently. And Jane Lee's trying to survive too in this void, and she makes like once again she makes alliances with other ships, and they're protecting other ships. And it turns out the singularity is about to close in on itself. Just so happens, and Janeway figures it out, and then they all get out. But I don't know why you would put that. <sighs> why would you put that? you just bored this is who this is who this person is they're just bored pale moonlight now that is a good episode i'm i mean i get it like i like it more than best of both worlds but i watch best of both worlds a lot so that's why i like it more but i mean if you're talking about gravity of situations pale moonlight should be better than best of both worlds pale moonlight and these space nine is a great episode so so when Dick Space Nine comes out, they were like, fuck everything Gene Rodberry had going on. Let's use some of the themes and keep moving forward. So a lot of conflict between characters. And this episode's a fucking bomb. Dude, it's like, oh my God, it's so good. So starts out with Cisco on Deep Space Nine. So in this time period in Deep Space Nine, it's about a space, space station guarding a fucking wormhole. And in this wormhole connects to this one place called the gamma quadrant and where there's fucking these little aliens called changelings and they get this entire fucking group of people called the, the dominion and they just take over planets right everything has to be controlled and orderly and um federation pretty much everyone in alpha quadrant they're getting their asses kicked people are dying left and right it's war and uh cisco takes it upon himself to get the romulans to join the the war effort that's a big deal you need the romulans they're 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 another empire you know you get like a lot of people against one it's good it's good you want this so he enlists garrock which is one of my favorite characters of all time when it comes to star trek he's up there he's top tier he's one of my top three and he's a spy garrick's spy you don't know that but he is and he's a tailor okay anyway so he uh he enlists his help to get the romulans in they do a bunch of bad and shady things and it's cool because it's it's really where it should have went you know in d space nine cisco just keeps delving deeper and deeper into some bad shit he don't mean to but each step he gets takes him that much closer in the end they end up killing this dude from the romulans which then gets the romulans to jump into the war and uh, this whole time you know cisco is playing this confession and um he ends up just fucking living with it you know and he looks at the camera and goes i can live with this i can live with this 
I can live with this. And then, then he goes, computer, delete program, you know, or whatever the fuck. So he deletes his own confession. It was a pretty good fucking thing. I really do think that she kind of Googled top episodes and just put them together. I mean, the fuck. Measure of a Man, that's pretty up there. That should be top tier too. Measure of a Man's great. Yeah, they are putting the wrong pictures to things. It's an episode from Generations. I'm a picture from Generations. I'm not going to show you guys because I'm lazy. So Measure of a Man is pretty cool. I think it could have been better made like in the sixth season or something like that. But basically, Data, the robot... He's in Starfleet, and this one robot dude, this guy who makes robots and shit, takes upon himself to reassign data to his command, and he's going to experiment on him. And um, the argument was he's property, not a sentient being. And, you know, data disagrees, so he's a captain. So they hold court, and they have to prove if data is a robot, is property or sentient. And at the very end, the only thing that happens is, and this is important, because uh, Cap McCarr, he sets a precedence with his court. So from whatever is ruled from that point on, <coughs> becomes kind of a law. Like, you know, whenever like a court thing happens, you know, you can always refer to the Supreme Court, this happened, so therefore you do this, this is a precedence. So that's what he did. He was like, look, if you fucking keep making robots, and they're their own species, then they are slaves, you know, and then what would we do? How will history judge us for that? And then, you know, the, the lady who had, to, who was the judge at the time had to fucking figure shit out. She was like, fuck, what do I do? Uh, and I think she's played by uh war's uh, girlfriend, uh, the actress. She's in a lot of Star Trek. She plays, she plays a fucking worst girlfriend like a like a Klingon, half Klingon. She plays like a fucking one of those Dorian things. She plays a Vulcan. She plays a human. <laughs> Anyways, she she rules for data. So because data's sentient, you can't fucking take these guys and make them the slaves. And then Picard happens and they say, fuck that shit. <laughs> Let's make, make a bunch of fucking robot datas. It's okay though, because they have no sentience, I guess. You know what they should have did if they if they were gonna have robot slaves for data. They should have had a test, and if they pass the test, then they can remain slaves. So basically, are you alive? And they go, no, and then move on. That way you give credence to measure of a man. And the only part that they gave credence to measure of a man was Maddox was there, and they quickly kill his ass and Picard. Fuck that show. Fuck Picard in the ass. That show sucked. I hated it. Eight, Balance of Terror. That should be top tier. I don't know if it should be eight, maybe move down to four. Submarine warfare at its best. So, so at this point in time in Star Trek, the original show, I guess you never seen the Romulans. That's a thing. And um, I guess an outpost gets destroyed. I think Kirk's brother gets killed, actually. Or is it the Gorn do that? I'm not too sure. But anyways... An Alpus gets destroyed. They fight. They take it to the stars. They start flying away. I forgot. It's been a while, but the, the ships are flying. But there's no, and then like they're, they're getting attacked. They don't know what the fuck is going on. And then Spock, being a genius, is like, shit, this must be a ship that can cloak. 
like he comes up with the rationale. It's not like he just jumps to the conclusion. What I liked about the original Star Trek is there was no jumping to conclusions. There was a natural deduction of things moving forward. And I think that's better writing and is lost on our time period. We don't have deduction anymore. It's just like literally no deductive reasoning straight. Fucking the bad guys right there, bricks or something. And that's what that's what you have in that shell. And then so the two captains are fighting each other and they're articulating each other's thoughts without actually talking about it without seeing each other and um they have one strategy after another coming after each other and then um and kirk what's cool is kirk is just coming up with shit real quick but the other guy he's he's like figuring shit out and he's going through his process and uh kirk wins obviously you know and you get to see the romulans it's a big deal I think the guy who plays Spock's dad plays the Romulan. I'm not too sure. Chain of Command. That should be a fucking top episode right there. That second episode is fucking fire. The full lights. Um, I don't know, man. Number seven. Maybe it should be higher. I don't know. So for reasons that are just ridiculous, just for the story plot, they need Captain Picard to do a certain thing, right? And he does a covert mission. Cardassians or an alien race that are kind of like in some kind of a weird Cold War situation. So they want them slaves back. <laughs> they want Bajor. All right. So the Cardassians, they capture Picard to torture his ass, but they don't torture him and, and try to get codes off of him. They try to break him first. And to break him, they try to make him say there are five lights set of four lights so the guy would torture him and show him these lights above his head you go how many lights do you see the guy would say four dude i mean picard would say four because that's how many the other guy was like they're five and then you know every time he would say it so that it goes back and forth between these two and he's getting tortured all over the place picard tortured oh so powerful at the very end you know it looks like all hope is gone to the bottom of the core you know it looks everything looks bad and the guy's like giving him a chance he wants to break him before so picard won without even knowing it but the bad guy wanted to break him because it was an ego trip the whole time wanted to break him before he can like let him go so basically he was like how many lights do you see and in that instant picard is like seeing the lights and he's like been fucking tortured he knows that this is it for him and you never get the answer you never get the answer kind of they kind of give it to you at the very end it turns out everything's good he's going back to the ship and then fucking picard does this thing where he he breaks down but does he i mean the, he he breaks down he he is breaking down but it's kind of like you know you got to look at it a couple times make sure he goes, not for lights, not for lights. That's what he does to him. So who knows? You know? At the very end of it, you know, him and Deanna Troy are talking. And then he goes, I could see five lights. Now, one could argue he may have seen five lights, but he would have said four. Or he would have said five. So you don't know. So it is kind of open. I would like to believe that he would have said five lights because that made him more human because anyone who's about to be tortured for the rest of his life and all he has to say is five lights and says four instead 
for all time is a person who would never quit. A person who would never let 900 Romulans die. Just saying. Anyways, let's see here. This is the top tier episode too. City of the Edge Forever. Now we're getting now we're getting somewhere. All those other episodes suck, but man, whew, City Forever. So in the original series, this is back in the day, way back in the day. Uh, there's this fucking tunnel thing goes back in time, and uh, McCoy goes back in time by accident because he's got some kind of a thing inside of him that made him go crazy, and um, because he went back in time. He did something to fuck time up because the beings who made this fucking thing um, are too advanced at that time. They changed the story completely, but at the time, they they they, they sent these you know, these people. I sent Kirk and Spock to go fix it because they're the only ones who could figure it out. Because you got a being, and, and I feel like they understood time travel and things like that back then more than they do now so you got a being who's fourth dimensional so it's kind of hard for them to comprehend what the fuck this guy did to fuck shit up you know because you're seeing alternate realities and things like that so only the people that are from that time would understand so that's why they sent them so spock and kirk go back in time they figure shit out as it turns out some chick that kirk kind of falls in love with um if she if if she doesn't die uh hitler wins for a reason uh, through fucking whatever story writing you want to go with that's what happens so kirk sees so he's about he's dating this chick and kirk sees mccoy the person he's looking for and mccoy then they meet each other and it's it's a very happy moment right because they see each other it's great they've been looking for each other this whole time hey our mission's accomplished great and this girl comes and she's about to um, get hit by a truck and McCoy runs to save her. And uh, Kirk stops him. Because in that instant, he knew what that meant. In the instant. And she dies. He lets her die. And McCoy's like, don't you know what you've done? Because McCoy, from his point of view, he know he he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He thinks he's doing the right thing, but Kirk, knowing history and you know Hitler and all the ways he does things, uh, he sacrifices that chick he loves to let that uh, lady die, and he did it in an instant. I thought that was good writing, me personally, still good to this day. And uh, they fucking understand it. Whatever on the Fru Fru Discovery show. I mean, let's like let's make all happy endings, you know. Let's make the main character cry all the time. Yeah. Oh, on his rescue mission to save McCoy, Kirk encounters a woman named Edith Keeler. She will become internationally famous for a pacifist movement that prevents President Roville from entering World War II, allowing Adolf Hitler to develop the atomic bomb for the first use of control. She is supposed to die. Oh, shit. Okay, I see why. So in America, I guess. She would have made it so America wouldn't go into World War II and Hitler would develop the bond. Oh, that's 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 real clever writing. That's better than just a MacGuffin. <sighs> there, there it is. Number five, garbage piece of shit article writer. You put you put all these episodes in, right? 
and you put through the valley of shadows fuck this dude no discovery episodes are at this level none no and it beats city of the edge of forever which repeats kind of the same themes so garbage so all right in this one it's cool too this shows you how awesome pike is but i mean he doesn't beat fucking kirk whatever so there's this time crystal fucking thing and they needed to power some fucking thing to get some thing but whatever the story is he needs this fucking crystal to get this crystal he sees there's like this MacGuffin. If you see your fucking future, you can prevent it or something. And if you do that, something would happen. It's some kind of weird sacrifice kind of thing. So he's able to see his future. And rather than change it, he decides not to. His future is worse if basically he sacrifices his future to save the universe there you go whatever man and that's basically the crux of the show discovery's garbage show in comparison to other shows i mean it's like especially that red angel bullshit it's fucking dumb it's like they threw darts and then they just connected them together to make a story that's all they did meanwhile cue the main character crying in every episode Crying, not a bad thing, but if you overdo it, it's not a thing. You know, loses. I mean, when Kirk fucking cries for Spock in uh, Wrath of Khan, I mean, or when Spock kind of sheds a tear in Amok Time, I mean, and that should be like fucking number one or whatever the fuck. That's a thing, you know. Not like I mean, if Kirk cried in every fucking episode, it wouldn't work, right? <laughs> Anyways. Episode four, Enterprise, Broken Bow, shouldn't be in the top 10 at all. I mean, there's Enterprise episodes that are pretty good, but shouldn't be in top 10. I'm going to create my own list, guys. It's going to be way better than this. This is bad. This is, this is from a non-Star Trek viewer. Uh, they should say, the person who wrote this should say, I don't watch Star Trek all the time. So here I've compiled an episode list of the top 15 of all the series. I mean, I would have done this. I would have measured each show in its own rights on how good they are and then their best episodes and then go from there. I mean, if you have to pick episodes from each genre, I would let them go head to head. It's kind of hard, you know, but I mean, if you have to pick an episode, a, a show, you, you put their best episodes and you go head to head. And unfortunately, some episodes are better than others. And most of them will be STNG heavy. You know, this is the way it is. STNG, top tier show, fucking really brought it back. I mean, TS, uh, the original series, oh, it's, it's good. TNG is better. Voyager is pretty fucking good too. I don't know, man. It's a tough battle. Bullfight. Broken Bow, that's the first episode of Enterprise. Shouldn't even be in this. That's it. Some Klingons are on Earth for the first time. It's like a big deal. Uh, Archer has to take the new Enterprise out for the first time to fucking save the world. And then you can see the birth of the Federation. It's pretty. It's a pretty good show, but I, I don't know if 
first episode. God, there's so many good episodes of Enterprise. I don't know why you would put that in there. Oh. Okay, so you got Picard. You had to put a Picard episode in there. They would never be any Picard episode should be in this show. If you if you have to give an episode, this would be the one though, because I, I mean I felt all the feels on this one. It's episode where uh, Picard sees uh, Riker and Troy, which is funny because like what the fuck? No cameos from the original cast till like way in the end. Um, it's not even that great of an episode, but it is cool because. Um, it's just right after um, Dodge. This one, I think her name is Dodge. I forgot her name. Uh, Picard finally meets up with this one lady he's supposed to protect. They fucking use some MacGuffin thing that they could have used earlier to take over the world with the Borg, but whatever. Uh, they um, they teleport to this one planet and they see fucking Deanna Troy for the first time in a long time. And uh, for, for no reason, I don't know why. I mean, I'm pretty confident if Picard's hurting, Troy would then see uh, Picard, and he had been hurting for like 15 years or whatever the fuck, and they, this is the first time they see each other, whatever the fuck, all right? So Troy sees Picard, and this is a great moment because uh, Troy's a powerful empath, you know, powerful, to say the least, top tier, you know, you got the flagship of the Federation, and she's number one, top of the list of the top fucking, thing. that's how powerful she is by status and power and she knows picard's brain all he is she sees him and picard who holds all this shit in she emotes what he's been feeling and so she knows and he then says with words you know i'm okay i'm okay she's fucking bawling because he's not okay and she knows it and i thought that was great Riker, he's great because he knows a bunch of shit you know he's angry that he didn't come to him first it's kind of a weird thing too because you got the scene where why didn't you get the original cast oh because i didn't want to fucking get them killed and then it gets to a point i don't want to get these guys killed the fuck were you thinking classic expendables three logic so dumb it's great great episode though but nowhere near top 15 but if you had to use a Picard episode, I would, and you and you had to put it in a top 15 and you needed to put a Picard episode that would be the one the only one that show is fucking awful oh jesus christ you put in number three you guys are idiots you fucking made this did someone like they're fucking trolling that's what they did trials and tribulations oh really d space nine was a great show a lot of great episodes and you put that number two so you put triples in one episode and then Trials and Tribulations. It was a pretty cool episode. So these Space Nine cast go back in time by accident or whatever. And they go to the episodes with uh, the Tribbles. And uh, they bring the Tribbles back, by the way, because they had been extinct. But um, fucking terrible. It's terrible. I don't know why that would be in the top 15. Uh, would be better than, say, that Picard episode. Number one was Drumhead. Oh, should be best of both worlds. Drumhead is a top tier episode. You put that as number one. Ugh. Drumhead is an episode in which um, it's it's a really it's a really good episode. Uh, so there's an explosion. Oh, so good! It's like random shits happening, and there's a big explosion. And so they got to figure out what the fuck happened, and um, there must be a spy. And then they got this lady, and so she's like king shit when it comes to finding some shit out. 
and she fucking goes for everybody right she finds the bad guy but it's not done there she, she obviously there has to be more so she gets more people and she finds this one guy and he's hiding a secret but not the secret of exploding shit he's hiding a secret so he won't get kicked out of starfleet and uh, she finds out that he's hiding a secret and then so by guilty of of hiding something that means he's guilty of destroying the ship but that's not what's that's not what's happening and Picard sees this makes a big speech and makes everything okay and i i think that the that's the reason it's not it shouldn't be number one is because it's, it's a little bit sexist in a way because like so the only way a woman can lose is if she has an emotional breakdown it is this is the crux of the episode where picard quotes uh her father's uh the judge's uh, dad you know and that's, it's a good speech and then she just cracks and therefore it's all right, you know, and I was like, ah, it's a bit sexist, you know, but that's a hey, that's how they did it in the 90s. Right. They were sexist, but fake progressive. They're a bunch of Joss Whedon's, you know, beta jellies, you know, these fake fucking people who pretend to be woke and they pretend to be progressive, but really not. And this episode's very sexist, but like nobody gives a shit. Right. Picard's badass. Number one, I don't think so. If you want to represent woke and progressiveness and and Star Trek does do this inadvertently, even though they're trying to use wokeness as a platform, it really does do things that are woke inadvertently, I think. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, Janeway's the captain of the Voyager and they're trying to be woke with that. But guess what, bitches? She's number one. And that's the way it is. And she's good. It's not because they fucking casted a fucking woman. She's good shit. You know, they, oops, they made a mistake upward. You know, and that's a rare fucking thing. This episode's good, but it's not progressive and it, it's fucking anti-progressive, if anything. But whatever. And yes, I would have been okay if, uh, if it was a guy and he cracked. You know, because that's not a thing. But like at that time, women always fucking they had Deanna Troy fucking collapse over a bunch of shit all the time. You know what? I was watching the uh, Farpoint episode, uh, Next Generation, and there's an episode I was like, ah, Troy's so weak in this respect. But let me outline what went down, and it makes a sense. It's like she's the only one in the room that's acting right. So first day of the job. And the flagship of the Federation to achieve this, this feat is almost unimaginable. To be on the flagship of the Federation, you're in a place where money doesn't have value. So how do you how do you get on top of things? How do you become number one? It's your merit, you know, who you are, how badass you have to be. And um, so to be there, especially as as a fucking counselor, you know, that's pff, cosmic, you know. Like what the fuck, you're that badass of a counselor that you're fucking on the flagship of the Federation from a guy who's like cold and fucked up, and it still has obviously PTSD, but no one ever really says it, you know, because the stargazer fringy bullshit, whatever. And um, so first day of the job, they they got a routine mission of flying towards some kind of a fucking uh, space station. That seems too bad, right? You know, you, you think you're just gonna do PR stunts and shit like that, and all of a sudden this big fucking grid comes out of nowhere and you're like what the fuck this guy just teleports on your ship and uh you're like what the fuck and then boom now you're in this more teleportation happens now you're in this and it's funny because like Deanna Troy is uh 
she can send shit, right? So they, they establish a power in that episode. I would say, I don't know if they carry it on. It's like she can tell when she's real. So when she's there, she's like, this shit is real. This is real. Like where we're at right now is real. This isn't an imagination. This isn't some trick. Whatever this guy fucking did, it's Q. And whatever he fucking did, he put us in a place and this shit is real. Okay, guys? And then like she, and then like Q starts doing shit. It's like, fucking people dying drugs all this shit and she starts to melt she's like oh what the fuck is happening uh, you know and it's, it's very cash but i mean it happens and uh they kill one of the crew members you know she, he does this thing where he freezes them it looks like they just blasted her with co2 extinguishers probably like uh, whipped cream i don't know who knows and uh <laughs> and then she fucking cracks and i was like as a kid i was like man like what the fuck's wrong with that lady but like i said you know, you never had a day of actual stress. You know, there's no war. She comes from Betazoid. I mean, like, she has come from a fucking perfect bubble of life, love, and liberty, you know, freedom and everything. And she worked her ass off to get to the top tier. Day one, a being who can fuck. This is it. You're going to surrender. This, this this happened. Like, like, literally, like, the ship separated. They have to surrender because Picard knows this is it we're dead this guy has done all these things and he's gonna fucking kill us this is the way we go <laughs> and she can sense everyone's mind especially the Q she senses Q he's real powers and and then like Picard's like this is it we surrender and now you're surrendering you may die what the fuck my first day and I'm about to die <laughs> and I'm gonna be the first one who ever died on a starship fucking flagship you know uh at the um in the situation was your first day you know what i mean i mean even the enterprise c had some missions before it got is they you know enterprise b it didn't get destroyed it just hit the ribbon you know and that's before it even flew out no federation's flagship gets destroyed day one you know that's not a fucking thing and there she is i thought that was beautiful i was looking at my wife telling her this shit she can give two shits but i mean hey she ain't a nerd like me so i mean that's your list of the top 15 where the fuck made that list i'll tell you who it was don't kalina pierce bowen oh hate you you made a shitty ass list i promise guys i'll make a top 15 but you know what i had to uh i just saw this uh Every Star Trek series ranked worst to best. I'm not going to go into a tangent. I just kind of want to see what John or Aquila, uh, what his thoughts are on the top 15. Let's say uh, top Star Trek series, best to work, uh, worst to best, right? Is that what it is? Ranked worst to best. Okay, here we go. Number seven animated series. It's a pretty good show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if you ever watch that, it's, um, it's actually Star Trek. It's a continuation. I wouldn't have separated that. Star Trek Enterprise is six. Five is Voyager. Voyager is better than Enterprise. I don't know. It is. And they did that. My bad. What am I thinking? So far, so good. Discovery number four. Wrong. I don't even want to read this shit. Three original series. The thing that started it all. Hmm. I think that should be number one if it started it all. But whatever two d space nine and number one is 
next generation. Now you could argue, um, you can argue, uh, you, you can argue Star Trek versus STNG. That could be a good argument. How in the fuck are you going to argue Discovery any better? Well, anyways, all right, I got to go. This is enough. I, I ranted too much. My voice is starting to crack. I talk too much. All right, team. So that was it. Solo podcast from your old boy, Kev. And as always be the better person than you were yesterday and i don't just say that to take it lightly i mean if you could do something that is better for you tomorrow today then do it and what do i mean by that if you're putting off a goal such as doing push-ups or sit-ups or eating food right foods do that today you know if you say you know what i'm not going to eat that chocolate cake right before going to bed tomorrow though do it today. <laughs> I unfortunately have eaten that chocolate cake. I'm just saying. I just had chocolate cake. It was fucking great. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and and if you're watching Star Trek, and I, I, I think I should discuss this with Ever on this one. I think that I don't know. I have to I have to really think about my thoughts about that because whoever fucking created that list was not a star trek fan but are they i mean they if say 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 for instance that's a true list of theirs and they liked star trek i guess and they picked those episodes it makes me feel like they don't like star trek that's what it makes me feel so i don't know if there's more thought to be had there you know what i mean that's another topic for another time but as always be the better person you were yesterday and always always stay frosty